going on, guys? Um, welcome to this sharp sports broadcast. I forgot what we're calling it nowadays, but it is what it is. Uh, my brother, Kellen, and myself started this podcast. Or actually, he did, so I give the credit to him. Shout out to Kellen. Um, I know he just released his mock draft, so I'm going to be releasing mine <clears throat> for this year's uh, NBA draft, which is actually in a couple weeks, July 29th. It's coming up quick. Um, finals are in full swing. You know, the Bucks have evened up the series two all by, I mean, the way they played in those first two games in Phoenix was lackluster. And I thought, wow, the Suns are really just going to either sweep them or the Bucks will at least get one game. But now I think it's anyone's series. So we'll see what happens with that. Excuse me. As far as draft stock, um, so your top five picks, you've got the Detroit Pistons, the Houston Rockets, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Toronto Raptors, and then the Orlando Magic. I think your consensus number one overall pick has got to be Cade Cunningham. I mean, averaging 20 points at Oklahoma State, six rebounds, three and a half assists, and shooting 40% from three. I mean, the kid is, I mean, he's 6'8", 220 as, as a point guard. I mean, that's insane, especially to shoot 40%. I mean, that's that's a pretty decent three-point percentage right there. Um, so, Detroit, you've got your future right now. And, of course, you know, the Pistons are doing what Detroit does best by blowing up the media world. There's been murmurs and rumors about the Pistons possibly putting the number one pick up for conversation for trade. Um, I don't know why you would do that. I don't even know who's on that team besides Jeremy Grant. Um, you know, and they drafted the French kid out of, um, oh God, I can't remember, but his name's Killian Hayes. And I thought, I think he's got really good upside. Now the problem is with that is if you draft Cade Cunningham, I mean, what do you do with Killian Hayes? He's too small to play the two. I think he's roughly, what, 6'2", 6'3". Um, the kid's really quick and get up and down the floor. Not saying the Pistons should pass up on Cade Cunningham, but if it were to be the case and they wanted to stick with Killian Hayes and they wanted to get some capital for that pick, I mean, you're looking at a blockbuster trade with that. So it'll be interesting. Um, I don't think they'll end up trading that pick, but um, you never know with the Pistons anymore. Uh, Dwayne Casey, you know, he left Toronto and took that Pistons job and Hasn't done a terrible job there, um, but at the same time, you're in a horrible market. Um, you do have diehard fans. So, as far as Kate Cunningham's, you know, I guess bio or what people will look into, I mean, he can initiate the offense, you know, he creates his own shot, he defends at a really high level. Um, he's not as athletic as most of the other guys in the draft, but he has good... he. He has the goods on both ends of the floor, defensively and offensively, and that's what you want, especially if you want to build around a player like that so young. And I think that would be a great opportunity for Cade. I mean, yes, it's not the glimmer and the glamour of L.A. or Miami or New York, but you're getting a franchise kid with that pick. Um, going to number two with Houston, I'm, I'm still in the middle between this. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth between Jalen Green, the G League player, or the 
yeah, the G League Ignite player, or Evan Mobley, the seven-foot center from USC. I think they can go any way here. Um, I mean, uh, the only reason why I think if they went with Jalen Green is because, you know, you still have um, Christian Wood there they brought in. The guy was just very injury-prone last season. But if honestly, I feel like their best pick would be to go with Evan Mobley and possibly trade Christian Wood just to get either A, more draft capital for the next coming drafts. Um, I mean, they're not making the playoffs anytime soon. John Wall, I wouldn't be surprised if somehow they can get a trade for him. Um, or, hey, I mean, maybe even trade him to you know, a contender and get more draft picks for this class. I mean, do another year of rebuilding. Um, the head coach for Houston, I can't think of his name. I kind of felt bad with that whole James Harden situation. But looking at, you know, Jalen Green, you know, you got a 6'5 shooting guard. You know, he's averaging 18 points in the G League, four rebounds, roughly three assists, and he's shooting 36.5% from deep. Um, he's uber athletic um he can create his own shot you know he can be very prolific on the offensive side um he has a huge upside i think for jalen green um out of the top mm, out of the top 10 prospects i think he's got the biggest upside um as of right now just from an athletic standpoint um i mean he's not going to be your you know, Steph Curry, like, you know, just, or Clay Thompson, but he's super athletic. He reminds me a lot of Anthony Edwards. Um, haven't really seen him play much. Don't know what his defensive, you know, liabilities are or anything like that. Um, you know, Cade Cunningham is in his own kind of tier within this draft class, but Jalen Green is not far off. I mean, I would be, I would not be surprised if um, he's in the running if it will be between Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham for Rookie of the Year. So it really just depends. Um, I think Jalen Green is a great young talent. Um, you know, of course, foregoing his college career to go right into the NBA. And he hasn't disappointed at all. I mean, he's been great. So we'll see how that goes. And then with that being said, with if Houston takes Jalen Green at the number two, then you've got Cleveland going with Evan Mobley. Now, Cleveland, (laughs) the abundance of centers and power forwards they have, um, I think this is this year we will finally see the good old veteran Kevin Love get dealt um, just to dump that salary off. I mean, his salary is absurd. It's ridiculous. Um, Evan Mobley is kind of like your unicorn prospect. You know, he's 7 foot, 215. He can shoot the three, probably not as, you know, as great as Kevin Love, but, you know, having that five who can shoot the three is always a plus. He's a walking double-double. He's a shot-blocking savant. I mean, put him up there with Rudy Gobert, Miles Turner, um, you know, Jared Allen, but that's the thing. So you've got Jared Allen there. So, you know, you're, you're having a top five pick and possibility of him not starting right away that might not sit well with the fans but at the same time I don't think Cleveland's expecting much you know they have an overabundance of guards with you know Garland and Sexton Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sexton's out within the next year or so Um, so and I think right now 
you know, it, I guess it just depends. Um, if Cleveland wants to stick with Jared Allen, then that wouldn't be a bad idea. I guess have him shadow Jared Allen for a year and then, you know, dump off Kevin Love, bring in some younger guys, dump off that salary, maybe even get another draft pick for this year. Um, he can move. He can move pretty quick for a seven-footer. So probably not a bad pick there. Uh, coming in at number four, you've got Scotty Barnes um, going to the Toronto Raptors. Mm, excuse me. There were some talks about possibly getting Jalen Suggs um, going there, especially with, you know, the rumors of Kyle Lowry, who was on the trade block this past year. Um, I don't think that I would have Scott, Scotty Barnes here. I'm just going off of, uh, let me give a shout out to him, by the way, before I go back to that. This is uh, Kyle Boone's um, mock draft 8.0. From CBS Sports, um, he's been pretty good. I read a lot of his stuff. I'm just going off his. I'm just you know, giving my own opinion. I don't think Scotty Barnes should be going this high. Um, I would like to see Jalen Suggs go here, and then Toronto. You know, time to cut ties. You know, with Kyle Lowry, you still got Fred Van Fleet. You know, you put Van Fleet and Jalen Suggs there. Jalen Suggs, um, I think has another. He's another player who's got tremendous upside. His love for the game, his drive and his grind to get you know to the, the best version of himself is always something that I love and endear in a young player coming into the league um, and especially with Toronto that team being so young you know with the uprise of Siakam and you still got OG Ananobi you've got Norman Powell or oh, never mind Norm, Norman Powell was traded my apologies but you still have Fred Van Fleet you know that team's very young um, and then you bring in someone like Jalen Suggs. I think Jalen Suggs would be the best fit here at number four for Toronto. Um, you know, didn't his numbers aren't jumping off the page. You know, 14 and a half points, five rebounds, um, four and a half assists. He did shoot about 34% from deep. But this is someone that is a point guard. I mean, he's 6'4". He can go get rebounds. You know, he is very good defensively. Um, I think he needs to work on it. I don't think he's the greatest at it. I mean, he's he's good. That, that, that's all he is on the defensive side. He, he's good. But, you know, for that division, you know, who, who knows what the Knicks are going to do? I mean, you're with the Knicks. You're with the Nets. So I, I think right now, number four, Toronto needs to go with Jalen um, Suggs and maybe cut ties to Kyle Lowry. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, number five, you've got the Magic selecting here. Um, I th- think Jonathan Isaac is on his last uh, year of his contract. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I like Jonathan Kuminga here or Scotty Barnes out of Florida State. Jonathan Kuminga um, was you know, regarded as a number one pick for the longest time when this uh, draft class was starting to kind of unfold. Um, he's kind of faded a bit, but you know, he, he's six, eight and at the small forward position, um, you know, he can be your stretch four. he can be the guy who runs up and down the floor. Um, he doesn't turn 19 until October. So, you know, you've got a young kid coming into the league, um, especially going with a young team with Orlando, you know, with Cole Anthony, uh, you still have Markel Fultz, you have Mo Bamba, you know, they moved on from, Vucevic sent him to Chicago for Wendell Carter. So the team's very young. Um, we'll get into that discussion about another episode, you know, with the whole offseason moves. Um, we're just going to see what happens here with the draft. Um, so at number six, you've got the o- 
Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> um, I mean... I guess the only upside with the Thunder is, you know, you do have, you know, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I think, which was a great pick to start to kind of rebuild that team. Um, so it, it's tough. I mean, the team is very, very young with very limited veteran um, stance there. Um, a lot of guys do not have playoff experience. I don't think you'll be seeing them in the playoffs in the next year or so unless they make some crazy moves. Um, you know, they, speaking of the Thunder, they just traded for Kemba Walker. So, Shea Gilgis is, you know, your one, two, and three. He can kind of play whatever. Um, so, it's tough here. I, I mean, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, I'm looking at guys like Zaire Williams out of Stanford, uh, 6'8 shooting guard, can stretch the floor. Um, he's got great physical talent and it's pedigree could push him into the he, you know his pedigree could push him into deeper into the lottery you know maybe a top five pick um but he's a great all-around shooting guard I think you're, you know you're not going to get the you know the high scoring affair but you're going to get that grit and grind player who knows where to be at the right time um so I would say either between Zaire Williams and Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson has skyrocketed in a lot of mock drafts lately. I've scouted him. I watched through I watched the Combine Day in Chicago. The kid looks good. Um, I mean, the kid looks really good. I would like to see him at this spot here with the Oklahoma City Thunder at pick number six for this year. You know, 11 points, six rebounds, two assists, and he shot about 45% from deep. So, you know, he's got the range. I mean, he's 6'9 at a small forward position, and you could put him at the four. And, you know, with Kemba Walker, Shea Gilgis, and you bring in Jalen, maybe some veteran talent in the offseason as well with free agency. So I, I think right now the Thunder should be looking at a um, at a shooting guard or a small forward or power forward at this time. Um, sorry about that. That's my computer going off, so I do apologize. Um so coming at number seven, you've got the Golden State Warriors. Now this pick, I think, will be on a lot of people's radar. You know, you got Klay Thompson coming back, James Wiseman, who's going to be completely healthy next year. Steph Curry, I mean, had a tremendous year without Klay Thompson. You know, had had a chance to get into the playoffs. Um, right now, I mean. You, you still have Andrew Wiggins. You've got Draymond Green. Is this the year where they dump off Draymond Green, bring in some younger talent? Um, I, I think if they were to dump off Draymond Green, you know, I would say at that number seven pick, you go after Kai Jones out of Texas, six eleven power forward, can play center. You put him alongside James Wiseman. You've got a pretty tall, pretty tall backcourt. Um, very good shot blockers very good at going to get rebounds both can stretch the floor and shoot the three I mean Kai Jones almost shot 40% for three last year um I mean the kid is good I mean he can move around like he's a wing player and if you bring that along with James Wiseman I mean look out you could be looking at Golden State getting to the getting to the playoffs next year and don't judge me when I say it but you possibly could be seeing them you know, top six seed in the West if they can hold that together. I just think Draymond Green, um, 
he's not what he once was when he first came into the league. He's not scoring like he is. So, you know, maybe it's time to break up that big three a little bit, you know, bring in some fresher talent. Um, and I think Kai Jones is the way to go here with James Wiseman. Um, you still have, I mean, anytime you have Clay Thompson healthy and Steph Curry, I mean, that the team is going to be sneaky good. Um, I mean, yes, they were unbelievable when they had Durant and Draymond Green all putting up numbers. But I just think Draymond Green last year just wasn't like himself. I don't think he's someone that they can rely on. He's a very vocal leader. Um, I mean, hey, even if you do draft Kai Jones and you want to keep Draymond, I mean, what Kai Jones can do is learn from that. Um, And then maybe dish Draymond off you know, during trade deadline, during the middle of next year. So number seven, I'm going with Kai Jones out of Texas for Golden State. And then you're getting kind of into where the talent starts to die off a tad bit. Um, So pretty much your top talent guys are your top one through five, one through seven picks. Those are the guys you're going to see a big splash from this year. But, you know, there's always that one guy later in the draft who just has a tremendous year. Like no one heard of Kendrick Nunn. Kid came out of nowhere, had a great start to the season, dropping, you know, 30, 40 point games, looking great. Um, <clears throat> same thing with Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. No one really gave those guys a shot of being how big they were. Tyler Hero, you know, didn't have the greatest year possible, but, you know, it is what it is. So the Magic actually have the fifth pick and the eighth pick. So I guess you can kind of interchange what they want to do. After getting uh, Wendell Carter from Chicago, they traded that pick away. So number eight, <clears throat> you know, I I would give them, mm, I'd give them Scotty Barnes here just to, you know, have that other small forward position. You know, he's not somebody who's going to give you points, but he's a big body guy who can run the floor. Um, he can take over at point if need be. So I would go with uh, Scotty Barnes there at eight, number nine. Um, you got Sacramento. Sacramento, I mean, Marvin Bagley, I, I, I don't know. This honestly might turn into Halle Burton and Buddy Heald's team. Um, so maybe I think you go with the big here. The only thing is, you know, after Kai Jones and Evan Mobley, the bigs really kind of start to die off in the draft class here. I mean, you've got, sorry if I'm botching watching this um he's from turkey the alperin sangoon or you got greg brown out of texas um i i think they go with the big here i i think that's what they need more right now um so i think sacramento needs to look either for trading marvin bagley for a big or some maybe some draft capital to go higher up in the draft maybe they trade that number nine pick to go up to get you know a kai jones um, but at the same time, I, it, Sacramento, I, I think has a lot of talent. I just think they're poorly coached right now. Um, the number 10, you've got <clears throat> new Orleans. There has been swirling rumors now that Zion wants out. Um, so, and that team's not bad. I don't think Lonzo is the answer at point guard. I, I really don't. Um, it, I mean, I was never a Lonzo fan. I respect the guy. Um, he seems like a great dude. I just don't think he's your offensive firepower. I mean, yes, he's great on the defensive side. Um, but as far as offense, I, I don't think that's what they should do. Um, 
surprisingly enough, here at number 10, I'm actually looking at either James Booknight or Davian Mitchell out of Baylor. James Booknight from Connecticut. Kids can, I mean, the kid can score. The one thing he needs to work on is his three-point shot. Wasn't the greatest shot, under 30% this past year. Um, but, you know, he's 6'5". You're still getting the height. Um, and Davian Mitchell, you know, not as tall, but he's 6'2". He shot really well, just under 45% very explosive off the, off the floor can go get the ball when need when need to um, for rebounding can dish it very physical on the defensive side same thing with booth Knight. um he i think right now you, you have to look past lonzo in in new orleans um that's the best bet right now um i'm a pacers fan so we're here coming up on the pacers uh here at pick number 13 um so, Pacers here, bringing Rick Carlisle back. I enjoyed it. I I did like the the guy they brought in from Toronto, um, Bajorkin, but did not know he was that toxic of a coach. Kind of kind of hurts me a little bit because he ruined some good relationships with some players there um, and brought down that whole organization. I really expected Indiana to be a top four seed in the East this past year. <laughs> It will be interesting to see what happens, especially with Miles Turner and uh, Brogdon and Lavert. Lavert was starting to kind of come back into form a little bit there, but the injuries once again just plagued it. And then there's a story that comes out about TJ Warren actually just sitting out the rest of the year because um, he was just completely unhappy. So we will see what happens here this offseason. Um Sorry, I was just reading some messages here. Um, but yeah, we will uh, we will see what happens with Indiana's offseason. We'll get into that in another episode. But Pacers here at 13. <sighs> it's tough. I mean, it really just depends on if they trade Miles Turner. I'm starting to hint that they're going to get rid of Miles Turner. Um, if that's the case, maybe they go after a Greg Brown. I think he's an interchangeable at power forward and center. If Kai Jones is somehow still available, I would say Indiana needs to climb over Kai Jones. You're getting someone just like Miles Turner. Probably, I mean, he can shoot the three much better. Um, can block the ball just like Turner. You're just saving that price point for right now. And maybe um, getting, you know, saving some cap space to bring in another decent player. There's been talks of Maxi Miles Turner being traded to the Hornets um, for a Cody Zeller and a Miles Bridges, which Hey, you want to bring in Miles Bridges? That's fine. Dunk City can come to Indiana. So, I really don't have any surprise picks. Um, those are pretty much my top 10 mock draft picks right now, including my Pacers pick. We'll get more into that later on. Um, we also need to start talking about the NFL season that is coming up in a month. So uh, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. And um, I will talk to you guys later. And uh, we will get this episode up for the next round of Mock Draft. I'll do the picks 11 through... I'll do 11 through 20 tomorrow for you guys. But right now, 1 through 10 and then 13 with the Pacers. It really doesn't matter. So I'll do 11 through 20 tomorrow with you guys. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in. Um, Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and uh, stay up to date with all of our content on Kellen's Instagram. And then we will stay in touch.